This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the MMQB NFL Podcast. I'm Gary Grandling. And I'm Connor Orr. Connor, we are through Game 1 of 272. Uh, it was a little bit anticlimactic, I guess you could call it. It's, it's kind of how you want to start off every season, start off every show, uh, especially. But um, yeah, I, this was really lopsided. Yeah, and it flew, flies against my... Uh, the theory that I deeply believe, which is that the NFL uh, is fixed, because you would have had a good, you would have had a good opener. And the only reason that I bring this up now is the the person who hated that take the most was our was Andy Benoit, our former you know coworker who is now a Super Bowl champion with the mm-hmm. Rams, obviously. And I remember, uh, I think it was one of our staff Christmas parties. And I brought this up, and I was just kind of workshopping it out loud uh, about how I, I thought that there was at least some sort of invisible hand sort of guiding things a little bit to, to make it make the desired outcomes happen in the way that the NFL would like them. And Andy was just 
absolutely gobsmacked by this and was really angry that I had that take at all, uh, which is great because now he's a, he's a coach and perhaps working for the very machine that's trying to silence my conspiracy <laughs> theories. I that's, don't know. I mean, it, it was an inside job all along. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's I, – I, I get it. Um, I think it's – the only reason I, I think it's not possibly true is because you couldn't uh, have that many people keep this conspiracy secret. But uh, but yeah, you could. <laughs> I mean, look, the NBA, aside from the uh, outrageous Tim Donaghy stuff, uh, you know, they would put I'm forgetting his name. That really old official who was like, he was just naturally such a nice guy that if a team was getting blown out, he'd start giving the other team like generous calls and that would that would bring the game closer together. So stuff like that where it's not like uh, calling the teams to be like, okay, you lose this game and you win this game and that sort of stuff. But yeah, you can, if you wanted to, you could tip the scales just ever sure. so slightly. We're not we're not talking about that today, by the way. Uh, we're we're going to talk about the Rams and the Bills. But um, if you guys want to get wild on this, I think we could we could do forty five minutes on that at some point. Yeah. Well, forty five minutes. No, I I think I just kind of exhausted my entire <laughs> take on it. Yeah, your my take was this this might be happening. Your take was no, no, not really. You know. So here we go. Throw some ads in there. Maybe get to yeah. forty-five minutes. Embrace debate, baby. Well, let's uh, let's talk about what went down Thursday night, uh, and we're going to start with the positive because we're both optimists, and uh, that would be the Bills looking every bit like the Super Bowl favorite everyone has touted them as to this point. Uh, we'll start with Josh Allen. We're going to run out of stuff to say about Josh Allen. Uh, it, we know how far he's come, how far he's evolved. Uh, we can debate, uh, you know, was it wrong to think he couldn't do this? Uh, how rare is it? Can other players become Josh Allen, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, what you saw tonight, I feel like more than any other game he has played to this point in his career, it was a lot of short and intermediate stuff, and it was absolutely on point uh it was nearly flawless i mean this could have been uh this could have been a tom brady tape from you know 2014 it was it was that good and obviously we know what he can do when things get a little bit dicey uh, and and we saw that long touchdown to stefan diggs at the end but this is really good and it's what he can do when things get dicey that sets up all of the other stuff that he's able to do yes every defense is just enough on its heels that what josh allen has in his in the deepest parts of his arsenal the innate part of his game that just makes it better and so a defense is just hesitant enough that he's going to leave the pocket that maybe they're just going to back off of back off of a guy in a comeback route just enough, not try to jump it. And even if they do try to jump it in that state of hesitancy, Josh Allen still has enough of a fastball to get it there. There's just so many layers to his game. And and it's just, it is the delivered promise of what would this look like if we had this tremendous athlete with this 
accurate cannon arm. You know, what, what would Tom Brady have looked like if he was an inch or two taller and was also, I don't know. Who's, 240 who's like a, pound fullback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's really what it comes down to. It's it's pretty incredible. Minus, and you hate to even bring something like this up, so I'm going to knock on wood because I don't like to... I don't like to even speak this into existence, but minus one of these plays going awry where, you know, and you've seen sometimes quarterbacks try to stiff arm guys, you know, a lot of times you're not used to using your body and your muscle that way. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, maybe something happened, you know, minus that kind of thing happening. He's, he's unstoppable. He's, he's just, he might be the best player in football. And you raise a good point. Uh, this is how teams are going to play the Bills, uh, and and they're going defenses will will approach them this way because you don't want to give up the spectacular uh, long play. You don't necessarily want Josh Allen to get late into the down. Uh, the Bills were willing to just do a lot of quick game stuff, and I'm sure a lot of that had to do with countering Aaron Donald, and that was how it happened tonight. I mean, that's why Aaron Donald was not taking over the game. There just wasn't time for him to actually get to Josh Allen. So. Uh, Boy, I mean, this is this is something of a continuation of what happened late last year, although it was a little bit different. It was just a, a, a slightly different version of Josh Allen, and uh, just the numbers here, uh, 9 for 10 on third downs. Uh, obviously, one interception was not his fault when it uh, bounced off Isaiah McKenzie's chest. The, the second interception, that was his biggest mistake of the game. It wasn't even that bad. I mean, the throw was late. Uh, the route was probably a little too far upfield, and it was a really good defensive play. Uh, other than that, it was as close to flawless as you are pro- probably going to get here. Yeah, and this after playing, this is what blows my mind, because and we can talk about the nebulous stuff, the expectations, all the stuff that we create that the players have nothing to do with. But when you play one of the few perfect games in NFL history against Bill Belichick, and Mm -hmm. then, you know, you, and then you come into the next season with a better, deeper roster, and then you play another puntless near perfect game against the defending Super Bowl champions. Holy shit. That's, you know, that's, that's ridiculously good. That is, um, I, I, you know, undefeated teams and near undefeated teams i'm not even starting that conversation because a lot of times they come from nowhere like the the carolina panthers that year that they were 15 and 1 even though it's a similar offensive formula same offensive coordinator um it's it it comes from nowhere you have to catch a lot of other things at the right time in the nfl and i'm not saying that the bills are going to be that but boy like could they be like 15 and 2 yeah i mean this is I, i i just don't see how many teams can match up with them regularly the thing you would flag besides injuries is, you know, we had this conversation about the Chiefs last year, and the Chiefs were not at this level that the Bills are at right now offensively, but uh, everyone was kind of saying in October, November, what's wrong with the Chiefs, what, what's wrong with the Chiefs? It was partially Patrick Mahomes, uh, but he wasn't that far off. What was going on with them was just a lot of just a lot of drops just a lot of execution mistakes uh you saw that tonight i mean you had the mckenzie uh interception you had james cook forgot he was running with a football 
Uh, Zach Moss late had a fumble. Uh, there were some execution issues, but it's just so overwhelming otherwise. If they do get tripped up in a handful of games, it's just going to be one of those things where it's like, boy, a run of, you know, man, the, the Bills had six drops in this game, and, and that's how they lost to the, I don't know, they lost to the Jaguars last year. Uh, that's that's how it happens. Right. Uh, that's the way it's going to be. And I think that we could safely say that the Bills are the best team in the NFL and that they may not win the Super Bowl because, it, like you said, I mean, the Super Bowl is just a culmination of a lot of different things that really have nothing to do. Well, it has the best teams get close, right? But then yes. after that, it's just whatever. I mean, you and I have both talked about the Bills maybe being the best team in the playoffs last year, too. It's just how some of this stuff happens in the waning moments of games. But, yeah, I can I hit you with a little, like, live trivia here? Is that cool? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. How many teams over the last 12 years have turned the ball over four times but still won the game by at least three touchdowns? It seems like <laughs> it seems like a very Steelers Browns thing. <laughs> I'll say twice, and it was both Steelers Browns. I don't know who the teams were, but it have the Bills are the second team to do it, which Man. is I mean. So, and what's weird is a lot of times we will we will say that wins like this are fluky when you turn the ball over four times and you win, but the Bills are in a different category because they're just so damn good that it doesn't matter. Like they're just, yeah. they're destroying people. And I would, as the uh, purveyor of the luck adjusted spreadsheet, uh, I would say the LAPD. turnovers, the turnovers themselves are the flukes many times. Mm. Uh, they lose the turnover battle. Uh, they, they gave up two fourth down conversions in this game. Uh, I'm telling you that the, the luck adjusted point differential spreadsheet will smile down on them after week one. I was happy, by the way, that um, McDermott at least let James Cook come back into the game. Yes, I was. And and one other note: Devin Singletary looked pretty good. Uh, I, that was surprising to me. He looked he looked good when they got that, him in space. He looked good. That is that is true. I was bummed uh, Reggie Gilliam went down with the injury. I I liked uh, getting my little taste of Reggie Gilliam in this game. Uh, it's going to sound like. I'm being sarcastic here, but I honestly couldn't remember who it was. Who started their career with a fumble and then, like, didn't fumble again for, like, a thousand years? Oh, Rookie was it, running um, back? Was it, um, I'm going to guess a couple random names here. Was it, like, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis or something like that? That's a very uh, strong possibility. I, I have Patriots vibes from it in that it happened against the Patriots. Well, um, Kareem Hunt fumbled on his first oh, snap against the Patriots that's what it was. with the Chiefs in that primetime game. Yep. And then I think had a fairly long run of success after that. That's what it is. The Kareem Hunt stat. I just, it was, it was bugging me tonight. Uh, Didn't Ben Jarvis Green Ellis go a long time without fumbling? The yeah, ball he he just like never fumbled. I think. Okay. Well, that's, now, you know, I just, thing. I just wanted to make sure that that was a, that was a thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, defensively. So the bills go out there and we'll get to the Rams and the disappointing part, and we'll probably overreact slightly, but we'll, we'll try to contain ourselves. Uh, the bills go out there with 
their outside corners were Christian Benford, a six-round rookie, and Dane Jackson, who uh, I've professed my love for him as a sort of number four corner. Uh, this front, this deep, deep, deep front, uh, and then you also have Von Miller, and then just a thousand athletic bodies rotating it next to him. It was really good. Yeah, and you're, you're base, what you're doing is... I don't know basketball well enough to make this analogy safely, but as a uh, very skilled and highly respected rec player, Gary, you can kind of mm-hmm. save save me a little bit. Yes, but yes, I can. Von Von Miller, what what they're doing with Von Miller now is you're basically taking a legendary ball handler and you're placing him in a situation where he gets to be an ISO every time down the court, right? Like. You're basically setting a bunch of picks for him so that he only has to beat one guy in the way to the basket. And Von Miller is better than any pass rusher in modern history at just beating one guy. He has, he's faster, he's got a deeper move set than anybody else. And so I don't know what that is. Is that what happened with Chris Paul? <laughs> I mean, is that it's why kinda, Chris Paul's good again? There's a lot to break down in this hypothetical, <laughs> very vague scenario. We need uh, Rohan back on. God damn it! I, no, they set a lot of picks for him. Uh, yeah, they. It's like he's. I, I think your point is he's getting help, right? Like all these athletes. Uh, again, just deep rotation of guys coming in, fresh legs. Uh, so he's getting help, but also he's just so good individually. He doesn't necessarily need it. Right. Like when you were on the Broncos in the really lean years, you were getting double teamed and it was terrible. Um, And you're still making it happen sometimes. But now you get to just do the only thing that you're good at. Yeah. You know? And imagine that. He was was doing it in a variety of ways. Uh, This was, yeah, this was really impressive. Uh, and at some point, the Bills are going to get Tredavious White back, and uh, they're they're going to be good. <laughs> I I don't know what else there is to say about them right now. They are really really good. And it's dumb. I mean, and other people have written this too that basically we're we're going to chalk this up as a disappointing season if they don't win the Super Bowl. But there's just a good chance that they just mash a bunch of people, and it's going to be awesome to watch. And then they're going to play. I don't know. Like the, like the Raiders in the first round game. And for some reason, you know, it's it's raining out and Josh Jacobs carries the uh, makes a 99 yard touchdown on the first play of the game. And it just gets weird. You know, I, I don't you know what I'm talking about. It's just, you know, I don't know. It, it wouldn't be a disappointing season. Let's let's make it a point as a collective football watching society mm-hmm. to just enjoy this regular season as its own thing. And then let's not. We'll log into the postseason later on. Yes. Let's enjoy this because it's going to be awesome. Yes. I think that's a, that's a very good lesson. Uh, also a very good anti-tanking lesson to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, just watch your team win games and be happy about it. Uh, yep. Let's get to the Rams side of this. Uh, we'll start with Matthew Stafford. Uh, the question is kind of, was it rust? Was it the elbow? Was it 
chemistry with the new guys because this did to me feel a bit reminiscent of those uh you know the Odo Beckham Jr. early days there uh out in the you know when they got beat up in San Francisco and it just wasn't meshing with the new guys and I mean gosh Alan Robinson boy uh <laughs> he did not do much of anything but it was not a good looking offense tonight for the Rams 46 routes run by Allen Robinson, I think, and mm-hmm. uh, two targets, one in garbage time. Woof. And, and again, that that's, is... th- that's with uh, a lot of zone looks, I, I should say. Uh, but, boy, two outside corners who I don't I don't know if they're <laughs> – I mean, that that's a number three and a number four corner for most teams. I, I think, and, and this could be my – this could just be me overrating it um, – way too much but I just I still think that Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde are able to manipulate quarterbacks better than a lot of the a lot of the safeties in the NFL I just think that that's something that they've kind of dug in on that they have developed a rapport with and they can kind of make they can kind of make what they need to happen happen back there um yeah and not that it doesn't matter um, who's playing cornerback? It obviously matters, but it matters so much less for, with the Bills than it does any other team. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Higby interception was weird. I, I'm I'm still I, I gotta watch that once the L twenty two is out. I, I don't know what happened there. It looked like a miscommunication, but I'm not really sure why he thought Higby would have sat down in any way, shape, or form. Uh the one that was worrying to me, and again, look, we're talking about the elbow. Uh if if it was somehow kept secret, maybe you wouldn't really think about it that much, but it just looked like a throw by someone who's not very comfortable with his body, uh at this point, and as I said a couple weeks ago when we talked about the Rams, it's really problematic to go into a year banged up because it's not going to get better, and you're going to have to overcompensate in certain ways, and I don't know. They're well-coached enough, and there's enough talent that they're probably going to make the playoffs in the NFC anyway, but this seems like it's shaping up to be a really long year for this team. Yeah. And like we talked about, it's a weird it's a weird setup where you're only built to win Super Bowls. You're only built to win conference championships. And what happens when it becomes evident that that really isn't the path for you this year? Um, you've gotten too old. You've kind of, I mean, you had a generational left tackle that's not there anymore. And mm-hmm. we saw we saw some of the pains, the growing pains with that process, obviously, even though um, this is a this is a note boom show. I think we can fairly criticize him sometimes. You know, <laughs> he had some tough moments today, but this is still the number one rated note boom podcast um, that's available on in mainstream media. But yeah, I I don't know what what the plan is. I mean, th- look, the Rams are going to go out and torch a bunch of people this year. They have Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup and Sean McVay, and there's a lot of bad defensive coaches in the NFL that have high ranking jobs. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be an issue. It's just relative health over a longer period of time. Um, and I don't know. And going back to what you mentioned about Aaron Donald, I mean, just another couple really clever things that they did with him that are, it's just they're little breadcrumbs out there. And nobody's going to neutralize Aaron Donald, but just a couple of really neat things that the Bills did to him, including that unbalanced formation um, they were able to kind of wash him down and then boot away from him. Um, they weren't running at him like a lot of teams do because then you get double teams on him. They were still able to run away from him and have him not wreck the backside. So I don't know. I mean, Aaron Donald's still going to have a million sacks this year and he's going to be great, but are they going to struggle a little bit in the, in the aggregate? Maybe. 
Yeah. Yeah. Again, I wasn't super concerned about the kind of underwhelming pass rush tonight because I, I do think a lot of it was just a function of Josh Allen getting the ball out. Uh, there's only so much you can do if you're Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, uh, you know, whoever else you want to sort of count on to replicate Von Miller's production from late last year. But uh, yeah, it's boy. I, 2.47. You hate time to throw. I know you do. No, no, I don't hate time to throw. I think people misinterpret what the stat is, but I don't hate time to throw. 2.47 tonight, and last year, um, he was 2.9. So yeah, that that's in another world. Yeah. Um, we did a story for. SI.com, the daily cover uh, leading up to the game about is Aaron Donald the greatest defensive player in NFL history? I talked to Dante Scarnecchia, which is pretty cool. Patriots mm-hmm, offensive line mm-hmm. coach, legendary offensive line coach. He told me leading up to that Super Bowl, Patriots, Rams, first 20 to 30 passing plays on the script were all immediate uh, take the snap and get rid of the ball. Because yeah. that's all they wanted to do. They wanted to piss off Aaron Donald. They wanted him to have to run full speed and know that there was going to be no fruits to the labor. They wanted him to just be like, have his head bashed in with frustration. And you can see that. That's part of the deal now for, with him, you know? It is. It is. I mean, you think about stylistically over the years, the the passing games that have quote-unquote neutralized him, uh, the 49ers always fare well against him because the ball comes out quickly. Uh, Russell Wilson all those years, he's a guy who likes playing later into the down. Didn't work out so well in a lot of those matchups with the Rams. Uh, that's that's the way it goes. And the Bills take took advantage of that. I, don't, I, I think the one thing we kind of quote-unquote learned tonight is, uh, because I don't think we have any real clarity on Matthew Stafford's health. I don't think this was a, uh, yes, he's definitely too injured, but it also wasn't a, let's never talk about this again because it's not an issue. Uh, what we did learn tonight is the Bills can take on that identity if they want to take on that identity, and that's just one more way they can beat you, and that's why uh, that's why this is a really good night for the Bills. And that's so scary, isn't it? That that I mean, it is... They are mid two thousands Patriots level amoebic. Like they can stretch the field, they can dominate you in so many different ways. We'll see a really sexy Bills running game, I'm sure, at some point. The offensive line looked good. Again, I mean, I thought Singletary looked okay. James Cook is going to be fine. I mean, yeah. this is you know, it, just by virtue of this happening. Some of these guys are going to fumble on their first carry. Ben Jarvis Greenellis, by the way, had a lot of fumbles in Cincinnati. Never fumbled in New England, Ooh. but fumbled as soon as he became a Bengal. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, anyway. it was it was fixed probably. They yeah, they, they, yeah. they, the they told him you're a Bengal now, so fumble lots of times. Right. Yeah. Take oh. that, Andy Benoit. <laughs> By the way, I think the stat is, I'm stealing this from uh, Pro Football Talk, I believe the stat is now Sean McVay has a losing record for the first time in his career. Really? That might be true. <laughs> I think it is. Here's my hope for Sean McVay, that like he just mid-season gets out of there and starts doing games on Amazon. I love... I love watching him coach and i think he's really smart and super brilliant but he already did all the he already did that stuff you know yeah 
hop over to the other side. Don't don't bother yourself with the tail end of this Rams dynasty. Hand hand it off. You've already beaten Super Mario Brothers. There's no point in going back and winning all the worlds a second time. Unless you're going to be a speed running champion and beat it faster. Well, there you go. Yeah. He's gotta go twenty and zero. That's <laughs> that's the next challenge. <laughs> and it's done this year, so Retire for now. Come back at the uh, beginning of next season as Rams coach. <laughs> oh, what a terrible thing that would be for a head coach. Anyway. <laughs> so coming up Sunday, uh, more football. I, anything in particular you are looking forward to here, uh, whether it be matchups or storylines or perhaps a matchup with a storyline in it? Well, you're. Uh, are you going to talk about Jacoby Brissett? Do you want to do you want to get that out of the I way? Just, look, my uh, my fanfic right now for the 2022 season <laughs> is all about like Jacoby Brissett just takes over, and the the Browns are like seven and two, and it's like oh well, Deshaun Watson is eligible to return, but you know what, Brissett's playing too well. You're a backup now, buddy, <laughs> and then Brissett just. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great story. It's a great short story. I'm I'm gonna submit it to the New Yorker. Maybe they take it, maybe they don't. Would that redeem the Browns in your mind? And you and I have worked on a piece of fan fiction for this website before. Yeah. Um we did we did do that. What would happen if Jacoby Brissett went eleven and zero and already at that point had like forty touchdowns and no interceptions and was just torching everybody and so the browns were like you know what we're gonna trade deshaun watson would you be like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me like what what, what, i don't know just the brissette thing i mean look i'd settle for (laughs) someone other than me floating quarterback controversy someone as unhinged as i am just throwing that out there at some point and completely getting mocked for it uh rightfully but yeah that's uh look i hope he i hope he does well my personal reputation rides on this but uh also i think he's still a pretty okay quarterback i mean obviously baker mayfield carving up the browns would be a, a you know it's not the most it's it's a lifetime it's a lifetime movie, right? You mm-hmm. kind of know how it's going to end when it starts, and it's aimed at making you feel good. It's sort of the it's sort of the cheap, snacky um, ending there. But I could go for that. Um, but week one is great. I mean, I'm I'm actually really interested in the Patriots Dolphins game. Um, I have I now have Direct TV. I have Sunday Ticket for the first time in my life. Very excited about it. I have access to everything. But I'm probably going to watch a lot of Patriots Dolphins in the in the early window, just because I want to see Mike McDaniel. I want to see what he does with that team. I don't know. Um, this, is, this is going to be a great weekend, Gary. I'm excited. It is. Uh, my fourth window is going to be. Uh, oh yeah, let's give me that. Break. Give, give me your. Give me your. Give me your fourth. Give me your four games in the one o'clock hour. I'll give you my four games in the one o'clock Four games. Hour. I'm actually going to have Steelers-Bengals up front because I do yep. want to see uh, what the Steelers defense does. I want to see how the Bengals offense has uh, evolved at this point. Uh, number two is going to be that Patriots-Dolphins game for uh, for reasons you mentioned. Uh, I will have the Jacoby Reset show on uh, 
screen three, or box three, I should call it. Uh, box four, I'm going to have 49ers and Bears. Uh, I'm just really curious to obviously see these two quarterbacks go. I'd love to see a matchup, um, you know, a Kyle Shanahan versus Matt Eberflus matchup uh, with, uh, you know, everyone sort of knowing what everyone else has going in and just seeing how it works. Uh, and by the way, someone did DM me. Uh, a Colts fan saying that Matt Eberflus was basically uh, addition by subtraction and he was a terrible coordinator. And it just, I, I, again, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, people everywhere are saying it, but just people show up with takes like that in my DMs every once in a while. Uh, and it's just like, why do I, why do I read these? Why did you write this? Why did I read this? And why <laughs> am I upset now? Um, yeah, I, Everyone is entitled to their opinion, but sometimes when it's so wrong, <laughs> you're just like, God, you know, why, why are you allowed to do that? You it, know? it feels like, you know, we get like the phishing tests in the email where it's like, you know, you're supposed to report it and don't click on the link and that sort of thing. So I feel like I'm being tested in some way, like I'm not supposed to write back to this person. And I didn't because... <laughs> Again, I had I have the guy with the the urgent message about uh, you're nuts saying the Vikings will be seven and ten, and it's just like, what do you want me to say to that? Okay, um, I am, uh, and then yeah, the Matt Eberflus guy who, I I don't know, man, <laughs> what are people doing? What am I doing? <laughs> do you want to um, before I give you my quad box? Do you want to hear about my greatest piece of uh, fan hate mail? Yeah reluctantly yeah yeah um it's 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 pretty good i wrote a blog for nfl.com about how cool it was that mike tomlin was going for two more often yep that, remember that one year yes. where he was doing it a lot yeah um and I, and I just wrote a blog about it um one of the one of the really smart people at the time it might have been um oh gosh what's his name at um at espn he was the guy that invented the um the the go for it chart. Um, his name escapes me now, um, but he was like real on the cusp of the analytics, whatever it was. I included some of the research, the numbers that he had done there. Thought mm-hmm. I did a nice little blog. Logged off for the weekend to go get married. I got married, and then uh, the next day I got an email um, on route to my honeymoon that just said, um, "You like statistics so much." Mr. Two-Point Conversion Guy, here's a statistic. Half of marriages end in divorce, and I hope yours does too. And I was like, the guy was so mad about me praising Mike Tomlin going for two that he said that he hoped I got divorced. So he looked up, he must have Googled me. Yep. My wedding page must have come up. And then, I don't know if you need to Google the stats on divorce, but he must have Googled the stats on divorce. That's see, that is a. It's not a good roast joke. It's kind of a very fitting. Like if he, if this is like your best man roasting you uh, at your bachelor party in a in a somewhat uh, I don't know appropriate and on the nose way. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. not from a stranger. <laughs> not from a stranger. And I I group I group that into the same category as the Eberflus one because it's just so. <laughs> egregiously, inhumanely stupid. Um, well, it's because also, Matt Eberflus is really good. It's and, a little more, yours is a little more personal. 
It's uh, a little more. Well, I mean, you really like Matt Eberflus. I do but. like Matt Eberflus, but if Matt Eberflus <laughs> turns out to be some sort of fraud here and the, the Bears go 0-17, I'm not going to like <laughs> – it's not going to keep me up nights. Yeah. No, a, a divorce would really – that would be a huge bummer for me. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't enjoy that at all. Um, okay, so my, my quad box, I noticed mm-hmm. you didn't mention the Falcons, obviously, because Gary hates the Falcons. <laughs> oh, <God>. um, <laughs> oh. If my Cle- kids act up, I'm going to make them watch that game. <laughs> Cle- you know, Cleveland Carolina's one. Um, yep. Jacksonville and the Commanders. Come on, oh, baby. Oh, that's a good one. And, yep. Right, that, that was a tough one to omit. You know, and here's um, – because I've just been so excited about this that I've had no one to talk to about it, um, and, and we're here. So I I think they're going to run a lot of, like, 2016 – Clemson offense, two thousand or whatever it was, two thousand seventeen, eighteen Clemson yeah. offense, yeah. and uh, yeah, two thousand eighteen Clemson offense. Tony Elliott, and they would have both of the running backs on the field at the same time. So if they have James Robinson and Travis Etienne back there, and you're you're playing a little bit of chess with them, mm-hmm. and maybe like Travis Etienne gets like I don't know, like five or six balls out of the backfield, starts to make some crazy stuff happen. Like he looked good in very limited action in the preseason. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him, and I don't know. I think that could be like a really cool, um, really cool looking offense. Yeah. Now that uh, now that the kicker kicker isn't on the sidelines, but um, <laughs> uh, so Cleveland, Carolina, Jacksonville, Washington, New England, Miami, and then I'm doing um, I'm doing the I, I, you're seeing Trey Lance, so I will I will watch Trey Lance the next day, and you're mm-hmm. not allowed to tell me about it. Okay. So um, I'll do that, and then I'm I'm doing the uh, uh, I'm doing the Eagles and the fight and Dan Campbell's with the knowledge that I get a fifth. Sc- I, I, I get the Jets on local TV, so I'll have Lamar up there on the fifth screen, and then I want to see um, I want to see the Lions. Yeah, I have a top secret reason for wanting to see the Lions. By the way, that you're going to find out about two weeks from now. How about that? Two weeks from now. Okay. Yeah. How about that as a tease? Yeah, I like that Pretty tease. Cool. Uh, and I will point out, we will be here first thing Monday morning, breaking down all the Sunday action. Uh, it's going to be a really weird show if if we're not allowed to tell each other about the games we didn't <laughs> watch in full. <laughs> You're going to be like, Trey Lance threw for three touchdowns. I'll be like, come on, man. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. No, um, no. Well, um, I'm just I'm going to let you have it, and I'm I'm going to watch it at another time. In the, in the comfort of my own home, probably at like 2.30 in the morning. All right. I like it. It's really early in the morning. Let's go get some sleep. And let's, let's get, do it. Let's, let's let Shelby Royston get some sleep too. Yes. The MMQB NFL podcast is Connor Orr and me, Gary Gremling. We are produced by Shelby Royston. SI's executive producer of podcasts is Scott Brody. And our senior podcast producer is Dan Bloom. Mark Mravick is emeritus editor of the MMQB. Super Bowl champion Andy Benoit is the founder of the MMQB NFL podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this feed on Apple Podcasts. And once you do, please leave a rating and review because it really does help other people find the show, which is also available on Spotify, Stitcher, SI.com, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is 
finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.